Hi guys, I'm Doreen Ritchie and welcome to the second podcast in a series of five that I'm doing in January about different things that might be going on in your life that might be causing you problems. So I just wanted to share with you this time um, a few thoughts on worry and maybe give you a few hints, um, a few steps that you might want to take when you start to worry or when you are worrying that might um, either make the worry go away or make you think about it in a different way. So, for example, in my opinion, worry is never necessary. Okay, so we're going to discuss that and see whether you think that it's true at the end of the podcast. So do you fixate on anticipated problems and do you behave as if they were real And do you devote your time and energy into thinking of all these fantastic scenarios that are going to happen to you, which are going to be very detrimental to your life? Do you agonize over these outcomes? Do you lie awake at night thinking about them? Well, you're probably like most of us at some stage or another. I myself was a terrible worrier. I brought up three sons and I used to worry every time they were out whether they were getting into trouble or later when they could drive, whether they were driving too fast or whether they were drinking too much or into drugs or whatever. And the truth is, almost none of the things that I worried about ever came to pass. And and that's true for most people. Just remember this, almost none of the things that you worry about will ever come to pass. And the few worries that do materialise into real life challenges, well, They won't be prevented by sitting there worrying about them. It only brings their effects into your life sooner. So in other words, it's like meeting trouble halfway. But there are a few steps you can take to stop worrying. Because in my opinion, it's never necessary to worry. And in my example of my life, having been quite a bad worrier at one stage for a number of years, I now don't worry at all. Very, 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 very infrequently. So maybe these hints will help you. So first of all, think about what are you worried about? Look at the absolute worst case scenario. For example, are you worried about the stability of your job? Maybe because of the state of the market or the economy. Or maybe because you know you haven't been performing very well lately. So your bad case scenario there is, oh my goodness, I'm going to be sacked. Or are you worried about your health, maybe because of a lingering pain in your leg or your back that hasn't improved? So, oh, you have the big C. Or are you worrying about your lack of financial security? You know, you haven't maybe um, invested in a pension or you haven't really looked at your finances recently. Um. And so you're going to be destitute and out on the streets. Yeah. And these are the kinds of things that most people lie awake at night worrying about. But ask yourself, what are the actual facts of this worry? You know, what is actually true? I mean, the next time you find your mind occupied with worry or you start a sentence with, oh, my goodness, I'm worried about blah, blah. Just take a step back and ask yourself, is this worry based on any kind of fact or truth? 
I mean, does it really mean if the economy has a downturn that you will actually be sacked? You know, is the fact that you have some debt and that you haven't made any um, attempt to pay off at the moment, does that really mean that you're going to be out on the streets? Reality-based worries are legitimate concerns, but worrying is 100% the wrong response to them. So let's take a look at the facts. Make peace with the facts. Don't beat yourself up over them. For example, because you might be worried about your financial situation, well, you might be right to be worried about it. You might be right to think, well, you maybe could have started a pension before now, or you should have tried to pay off your debts. And you haven't up until now, but make peace with that. At the moment, it is what it is. You are in this situation as it is now, but you don't have to berate yourself for that. You can do something about it. So the first thing to do then is to make a decision about what you can control right now. For for this moment in time, what is it that you can actually bring under your control? Because don't forget, we all only live in the present and your feelings and thoughts are happening in the present and they're happening because of your perceptions of things at that moment in time. So that's all you can change. You can't change things that have happened before and you can't change things in the future because they haven't happened yet. So try and think what you can control right now. Worry about things that are vague Worry about imagined outcomes or events beyond your control is just a case of choosing negative thoughts over positive ones. So the key word there in that sentence is choosing. That means that because it's a choice, because you're telling yourself negative things over and over again, and you're not actually allowing yourself to think of more positive things, then you're choosing to think negatively. And you're choosing to be worrying. So try doing this. Try every time a thought bubbles up that's that's worrisome or negative. Proactively replace that with mental images of better thoughts, better scenarios, better outcomes. Now, there's lots of different ways of doing this. But a great way taught to me by the wonderful Rebecca T. Dixon is this. When you have negative thoughts leading you to worry, write them down. Most negative thoughts and most worries are based on fear of something. So write down what that is. But write it down in a specific way. You say, my mind tells me that, for example, I'm going to lose my job or whatever. Then you write, but I say that. I'm great at my job. The economy will have an upturn. I can get another job anyway, etc. So for every one fear you have, write down three positive things to refute it. You should try it because it really works. So the next time you want to worry, or the next time you find yourself worrying, try that. Write out, first of all, what your worry is, which of course is based on some sort of fear. Okay, in this case, maybe fear of losing your job. And then write down, you know, that's what your mind's telling you. Then write down, okay, my mind may be telling me that, but I say that that isn't necessarily true because, 
you know, I could get another job, maybe my boss loves me, blah, blah. Now, the other ways to try and distract yourself from negative thinking is maybe just to watch some, um, you know, a comedy on TV or one of your favourite shows, something like that. Or go for a walk in nature, read some inspiring words, um, go and have a hot chocolate, whatever. And that will distract you from negative thinking. Once that's happened and you're a little bit distracted, then you can think about taking action instead of worrying. So you can do something about your concerns as soon as possible. So, for example, if you're worried about your health, make an appointment with your doctor. Refocus at work. Talk to your bank if you need to. Write down a list of actions that you can take that will give you more control of the events that create your actual future instead of allowing fear of an imagined future to control you. So seriously look at what actions you can take now and then do them. Okay? There's nothing less productive than worrying. In fact, there's a lot, there's a lot less destructive things to do than worrying. And there's no reason to do it. You always have the power to eliminate your your worries. Either you can take a new action or you can choose a new thought. And there we are again, back to choosing thoughts. Thoughts may or may not be chosen. There's a bit of debate about that. Sometimes they're just picked up. Sometimes they just seem to happen to you. But remember, you don't have to respond to any thought you think. Most of your habitual thinking, in fact, 95% of it, was absorbed from other people when you were under the age of seven. And, you know, would thoughts then still hold true for you now? Remember that your mind has a negativity bias, generally speaking. It's there to point out all the negative things and dangers that might lurk around you. For example, you know, many years ago, prehistoric times, whenever your mind was looking out for dangers, for example, a saber-toothed tiger running at you or a poisonous snake in the grass. But that's what it was evolved to do for you. And it's really, really good at that. It points out lots of things that are negative. Unfortunately, you need to think, you know, is any of that relevant to you now? And of course, don't forget that you are not your mind. You can allow the negative thinking to pass by and not take it under your notice because you are not your mind. The thoughts are being produced by your mind, but you don't have to respond to them. Now, the problem about worry has been around for a very long time, obviously, and people have been trying to think about what to do about it and um, how it actually arises. For example, a couple of thousand years ago, Marcus Aurelius said, If you're distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment. So even he realised that if it's external, no matter what's happening, you're actually causing yourself pain about the way you think about what's been happening or what is maybe going to happen. And Mark Twain famously said, I've lived through some terrible things in my life some of which actually happened. (laughs) In other words, you make your own life a misery by thinking of things that may happen, but probably won't. So simply put, by the Dalai Lama, of course, 
If it can be solved, there's no need to worry. And if it can't be solved, worry is of no use. Another way of looking at worry is this. If you're beset by detailed worst case scenarios all the time, and if you're consistently making yourself feel bad by imagining disasters happening in your life, then you have a powerful imagination, which is great because you could start using that imagination to imagine great things happening in your life, wonderful scenarios and lots of good things coming into your life in the future. And of course, that would make you feel a lot better and you'd also be attracting positive things into your life. So here's just a quick summary of the four or five steps to follow to stop worrying. First of all, look at your worry objectively. What are you worried about? Look at the absolute worst case scenario. Then secondly, what are the actual facts of this worry? You know, is it likely that this is actually going to happen or that's going to happen? What are the facts? Make peace with the facts. Don't beat yourself up over them. Don't beat yourself up over where you are. The fact of the matter is, okay, you haven't got a pension in place. The fact of the matter is, you haven't been performing well at work. The fact of the matter is, you've been overeating, whatever. Okay, there you are. You're in that position now. What are you going to do about it? So, number four, make a decision about what you can't control right now. Because you can only change your thoughts and feelings right now. If they're gone, they're gone. There's absolutely no point in thinking about what's going to happen because it may not. The only thing you can do is now. So you've looked at what you're worrying about. You've looked at the facts and you've looked, you've made peace with them. Now you're looking at what you can do to bring it under your control. Then once you've decided what you can do, you take action to do it. If it's a case of financial worries, go and see your bank manager. If it's a case of work, have a re-look at what you're doing. Maybe try a little harder. Maybe discuss it with your manager. All sorts of things you can actually do to bring the worry back under control. So that whenever you're lying awake at night and you're imagining things that might happen, instead of imagining bad scenarios, Instead of imagining worse things that could happen to you, try and think, use your imagination to think, well, the possibility exists that actually it's going to be brilliant tomorrow. I'm going to get a rise in work. I'm going to have a fantastic holiday, not a a car crash. You know, all sorts of things that you might be worrying about. Try and turn it around. Worry is never necessary. Remember that almost none of the things people worry about ever come to pass. In my case, none of them did, thankfully. None of the really bad ones. Some of the ones that weren't so bad did come to pass, but actually turned out in a different way and actually caused me to find a different path in life. So in fact, they were quite constructive. Just remember that you have innate wisdom. You have innate courage. And you are well able to deal with any challenge that arises in your life. And have the confidence to realise that about yourself. Okay, so I hope 
that's made worrying a little clearer and it has given you a few little guidelines as to how you can nip worries in the bud or at least bring them under control once you start. Remember, you don't need to respond to anything you think. You don't need to respond to any worry. Use your imagination to think of really good things that are going to happen instead of the bad things. Okay, well, I hope that's given you a few little insights. I'm Doreen Ritchie. I'm a life and executive coach. And if anything that I've been talking about resonates with you, and if you want to find out any more about it, or any more about any other problems that are in your life, please get in contact with me on <clears throat> the page Life Doreen Ritchie Life and Executive Coach or on my Ordinary Facebook page. Lovely talking to you and I'll see you again next week for um, the next podcast, which I think is on criticism. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Doreen Ritchie and welcome to my third podcast of five in January. And this one is um, about criticism and negative judgments um, and how to deal with them. Thanks. Good morning, people. I hope everyone's fine. Doreen Ritchie here. So someone asked me the other day a question from another group and it made me think about criticism. And I just thought I'd share a few thoughts with you. So this question was, what is your opinion of others' negative judgments of you? And I thought about this really hard because years ago, I would have been very upset at people's negative judgments of me. But I thought about it, and actually, other people's negative judgments of me, to me, are immaterial. They really, really don't matter. And they don't matter because what matters to me is my opinion of me. So if somebody else wants to offer you some criticism and it's maybe positive, you can look at it as being very helpful. You can say, that's great. Thank you very much for your feedback. If it's negative, if they seem to think whatever you're doing is not very good or wrong, you can also look at that objectively and say to yourself, well, is that true? Is there evidence that it's true? And if it isn't true, or you don't feel that it's justifiable or anything like that, you, you don't need to take it on board. You don't need to take it under your consideration. However, that doesn't mean that you can't still feel self-criticism. For example, if you're afraid of public speaking and you go ahead and do it anyway, even though it feels uncomfortable, you might worry to yourself, oh gosh, I wonder did that come across okay? Or, or you know, were people really listening? Or was that any good as a performance? Or whatever. And, and that's fair enough because you understand that all these things are just thoughts in your head at that moment in time. And you're feeling uncomfortable is only happening just then. And that if you wait long enough, it'll go away. You don't have to respond to every thought in your head. But you absolutely don't have to respond to any thought that anybody else has about you. And you certainly don't need to take negative criticism on board and take it into yourself and think that that's, that's who you are or that's what you're worth. We're all worthy. We all have self-worth. And someone else's negative judgment of us is neither here nor there. In fact, a lot of the time, 
someone else who's offering some negative criticism of you. Um, well, that criticism maybe says more about them than it does about you. People judge people all the time from their own mindset of judgmental behaviour, their own mindset around what other people should be like and what other people should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And really, that's their world and that's their reality and that's their life. And you don't need to take it on board. It's got nothing to do with you. So whenever somebody offers you criticism, and if it's positive, like I say, you could maybe take it on board and learn from it. If it's negative criticism, you can look at it and see if you think it's true. If you don't think it's true, that's fine. But in no case does it have to actually affect you. You don't have to actually do anything about it. Because don't forget, your feelings aren't caused by these people. Your feelings aren't caused by anything external to you. Sets of circumstances, people being critical, and situations that happen, it doesn't make any difference. Your feelings are totally and completely and always will be only in response to what your perception of the world is at that particular moment in time, what you're thinking at that particular moment in time. So don't put yourself down because other people maybe have a negative judgment about what you're doing or who you are. Don't put yourself down. Why should you? Do you have that judgment? Do you have that feeling? No. You're worth everything. You are worthy of what you're doing. You're worthy of your life. You are good enough. So if anyone else tries to judge you, let them let them go ahead. Don't need to take it on board. So that's all I really have to say about criticism. Try and think of it as something external to yourself, which it is, and that it doesn't affect you, which it doesn't, unless you let it. Because your emotions are totally and completely only in response to what you think of the world at that moment in time. And quite often, we deceive ourselves about what reality really is. And we maybe think that we're not worth this or we're not worth that or we're not good enough to do this or this is too uncomfortable or whatever. But actually, if you just wait for a minute or distract yourself or experience life for another few moments, those thoughts go. You don't have to respond to them. You can say, thank you very much for turning up thought, but I'm not going to respond to that. Because don't forget, that the who you really are inside is worth everything. The who you really are inside cannot be diminished by what anyone else thinks of it. So don't be phased by criticism. Don't be phased by other people's negative judgment of you or your behavior or your lifestyle or what you look like or anything like that. You carry on being who you are, sharing your truth. And have a nice day. And I'll see you again. Bye.